guys and welcome back to Welsh Football Fans Wales Watch. The Euros are only around the corner and we have got loads of content coming your way so make sure you keep following us on all of our podcast platforms. On today's episode, Megan, Alex and John are joined by former Wales international Aaron Davis to talk about the Euros, especially the friendly that Wales had against France the other night and I'm still kicking off because it's not a red card, a red card Friendly VAR, what is going on? Miko Williams deserves justice right there. Oh, I'm kicking off. But anyway, uh, the, the Euros are just around the corner. It's getting pretty exciting. It seems like it was only yesterday where I had my plane ticket, hotel booked, and bucket hat ready to go to Italy to watch the Wales game against Italy. But COVID-19 came along and ruined everything. So, yeah, good times. Good times. Anyway. Here it is, it's Wales Watch with Aaron Davis, right here. Enjoy, guys. So, Aaron, welcome to the show. So, now, um, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk career in a moment. We'll talk playing and we'll talk Wales, but I'm actually intrigued. Is this a busy time of the year for agents, or is it, where, where are you at? What's, what's the... Uh, uh... Yeah, it has, been, it has been quite busy. I've been looking at a few things sort of... Uh, fairly early, in fairness, but um, yeah. yeah, it will be busy. Uh, no one's really committing to doing anything just yet, so it will be a really, really busy time for us trying to uh, knit things together um, and manage um, players' expectations at the minute because it's obviously with the year everyone's had and the amount of players that are out of contract is quite a, uh, an anxious time. So yeah, we need to um, just manage their expectations as well. I was going to say, because how, how has it been, you know, with like there's no football and there's some football and it's gone again. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it, we've, all, we've obviously just, we've all missed football, but as somebody who is, plays, uh, has played in the game and then is uh, managing players in, in the game then, I mean, what, what's it like been, I don't know, like last 12 months? Has it been surreal? Has it been really hard? What's been the, the deal? Oh, yes, it's been, been surreal. It's been, it's been hard. It's been, uh, you've had to think outside the box. I've not been, I've, I think I've been to two live football matches in a year. Um, just with restrictions, so it's you know that's that's difficulty in itself. Um, yeah, just just try to keep positive. Really, obviously, it's great when football kept going, but um, I'm not going to lie, it has been a difficult year. But I think it's been a difficult year for everyone, hasn't it? But um, uh, you know, from, from my point of view, and trying to get to the football game, it's been difficult. But I've got my little daughter, so I've been I've been kept uh, ultra ultra busy, um, and hopefully, um, in the next couple of weeks and, and months, we're making up um, on some lost time in, t- in terms of deals, etc. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, a player yourself, then, um, and sadly, um, your your uh, career was curtailed then. But um, what was it like? And then, the, so, you know, those early days. Then you obviously must have had those hopes, those those dreams. You worked your way through the Wales ranks. Uh, you know, it must have been uh, special times. And what, what was the squad like back then? Uh, no, it was it was unbelievable. I come through. I think I've kind of capped at every every age level and sort of come through the the. The age groups together with with your mates and people you sort of grown up playing with and playing against. So it was good. And then obviously when you get to the first team, you know, it's just difficult to stay there. And I think just at a key moment, you know, John Tosh that really, really liked us. I got my move to Nottingham Forest. I spoke to him on uh, at length and he said, look, take that. And then, you know, for, for about two years, I just couldn't get fit, couldn't stay fit for, for love nor money. I'd never missed a day's training in all my career and the, and the time I needed to to be fit, and to be fair, John was still, you know, keeping me in in the squad and pulling me out of the squads even when I was when I was injured. So it was it, it's hard to take, but 
um, you know, I'm lucky enough to, to be capped, I think, all levels and lucky enough at first team level as well. But I do think, um, you know, if, if I wasn't to pick up then injuries at, at key times, uh, I, I fully believe I would have got a lot more caps. Um, and at the time I was playing left wing, so obviously we had uh, Ryan Giggs and then Gareth Bale sort of that mantle. So um, it was quite a difficult position to to, to sneak in at, at left wing. But uh, to be honest, in my whole um, Welsh career, I loved, I loved every minute. It was top, top draw. So I jump in, guys, at any point. Thank you. No, I, was, I was actually, <laughs> oh, man, this is brilliant. <laughs> I was going to ask about I was going to ask about the um, the debut again because I just think it's so funny that you guys had gone from the Wrexham game where you took the free kick and then you were just told right go hop on this rickety tiny little plane and then go all the way to Austria and you're going to be playing this did you did you were you told that the plane was going to be that small and terrifying or was it like you hopped on and you realized what you were no, getting we, into no what, what, the plane wasn't that small it, I think it was just a real sort of um, a bad flight and uh, there was me Craig Davis. Um, Gareth, I think I think there might be a few more. I can't remember. It's, it's a while, but I remember Craig because Craig was you know making out his rock hard and uh, he was playing it cool for a little bit. But the plane, the plane journey got quite serious, and I don't like flying, so I wasn't trying to act cool at all. But Craig went from acting cool to oh, uh, I'll, I'll settle down a little bit as well. There's literally us, us guys on the plane. I don't think anyone else was on the plane, um, but that happened fairly quickly. Um, obviously, we had the the Estonia doubleheader and the second leg was, was back at Wrexham and then um, scored, I scored two that night and then after the game, um, you know, Flinny, Flinny pulled us and said, yeah, you're going across with the first team. So I believe they was out in Spain for a training cramp at camp, sorry, and then met in Austria from there. So yeah, it was literally, you know, uh, <laughs> carry on, you know, doing what you're doing and get out there and meet the lads and um, lucky enough, made, made my debut um, against Trinidad. Fair play, that's amazing. I mean, to go from there then, to go from that high to then, what, like, what, what was the injury? And then how did that affect you then trying to get back into the squad and get back into, well, obviously, like, um, higher league teams then? Yeah, well, I moved to Forest, which which was like a, a you know big move at the time. Me and my mate Chris Cohen moved from the Oval to Forest. Um, and in pre-season, I broke my leg. Um, up, uh, it was our last pre-season game for Manuel as well. Uh, literally no one around us and just, just running and just like snapped um, like, the, like the outside of my, my bone, yeah. Um, tried, I tried playing on for about 10 minutes and Neil Leonard just didn't stop shouting at me and I thought, I've got to come off, I can't run. So uh, literally went into the, to the medical room there, the doctor looked at it and just like, you broke your leg and walked out. That's a bit of a... I yeah, mean, well, that, well, that geez. night, that, that day got even worse. Yeah, so um, we, we travelled back on the bus. It, it wasn't like a clean break. That's probably the worst thing. Um, it was like a spiral fracture on the outside of my um, of my leg. Um, but it, it, you know, it was just black and blue straight away. And then I had to sit on the bus all, all the way back to, to Nottingham. And then uh, on a Saturday night, get a scan in, in the hospital in Nottingham. That was quite eventful as well. Um, <laughs> some quite wow. uh, unpleasant scenes actually late at night so yeah I remember that night quite well and then uh, and to be honest I've never had an injury in my life before that you know the odd dead leg and like bruised foot and stuff we missed a day or so but um, nothing long term so that, that was probably the hardest thing to deal with um, Do you feel that's like set you up then to be an agent? Obviously through the skills that you know how it feels to have certain things happen does that lead on to you understanding certain players if they're going through yeah, injury yeah. negotiating contracts and so on? Yeah, no, no. The player's perspective. Look, I think I've been for everything that, that a player would go through, unless they go through something totally extreme. But you know, 
that, that's what will in a nutshell you go from high as a kite to, to lower than a snake's belly in you know yeah in a matter Jeez, of minutes I'm that's literally there. how it is you have to build yourself up but from there look I, look, I still I think I played 300 games from this it wasn't um, it, it didn't finish my career but from there where I'd never had an injury and didn't know how to manage my body I was picking up calf strains hamstrings um, you know little six Your weeks body's so even when I come, yeah, yeah, but we're you know I've never I've never had to deal with that. So my body, you know, I'm just thinking of you know, pain free in my leg, um, and trying to excel and push myself. And then you're just picking up other little niggles. Another one, you know, I was desperate to play at uh, Ninian Park for, for Cardiff, and um, again I, I did my calf in the warm up there. <laughs> my dad and, and family was absolutely gutted, and I was as well. I managed to play there for the the 21s, but I was wanting to play there, uh, being a big Cardiff fan. Um, you know, at, at first team level, and that sort of summed it up um, on the injury front. And then, to be fair, I, I, had a, I had a few years of just figuring out my body, and, and you know, what the Wales squads uh, fully evolved from there. And, you know, some top top players come in, but I think um, you know the move to Forest was geared up to, to push on with the Wales squad. And uh, I can't remember who was playing. I think it might have been Albania or someone at Swansea. Children and tossed around me and said, "Look, you'll be starting." Um, on the Wednesday, uh, good luck the weekend, and <laughs> ended up getting injured that weekend as well. Oh my gosh! Um, just just like niggly ones, like that's the most annoying. They're just like niggly calf, six weeks, hamstring, six weeks. But it just all them, adds up. To, to be honest, do them I'm, three I'm... times a season. Um, you know, it kills mm. your season. Really, I, I had two years where I just couldn't couldn't get fit, and then probably trying too hard to get fit, not knowing how to manage my body. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's your problem there. I th- and I just come back to the point that I've just been mulling over and over in my head is running around for ten minutes on a broken leg. I think that was that was probably <laughs> a key bit there. I think that yeah, was I, I, again. You know, you you know, we, we are fairly tough at football. We you know we're perceived mm. not to be, but uh, again, that was that was me going to Forest and wanting to prove and, and wanted to succeed and push on. And then you know when when Neil Lennon's barking at you for ten minutes and uh, you know he doesn't mix his words, I just thought I've got to come off. Um, and then, then walked off. So I, I literally felt like it was a little. Um, well, I felt like I'd been shot a little bit. Not that I've ever been shot, but like a sharp pain in the bottom of my leg. It didn't. You know, don't think oh, I broke my leg when just running. And then um, when I got in the dressing room and took my boot and uh, socks off and shinies, um, it, it didn't look too great. That's a good summary. I think doesn't look oh, too great. Is, yeah. That's yeah. yeah, but to be honest, looking back now, I'd prefer. I'd much prefer a bad tackle, so it just healed. You know, we sort of knew knew what we did doing with just a just a clean break, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, well, actually, no, I, I prefer a bad tackle as well because at least then you've got a story to tell. I mean, that that yeah, story is exactly, okay, yeah. but you know, it's not the same as you know in the bar afterwards. Yeah, this guy came straight through me, snapped it clean into that's 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 a, that's a great story, you know. Yeah. Just, exactly. I was running around. And I felt something, and then I just carried on for 10 minutes. It's a bit sort of yeah, like... Yeah, just, just little shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder someone, and then they just yeah. off-balance and push through my leg, oh, yeah. Right. So it's... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, been lucky that, but that was probably, you know, one of the only downs of my career. I loved, loved every minute in. Even in an unrelated uh, unrelated uh, uh, theme to this, then, uh, John Morgan, are you learning anything? Yeah, I am a little About managing bit, your yeah. body, about managing injuries. <laughs> are you seeing the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because John Morgan uh, has done his Achilles, he did it ages ago, and they didn't notice. And he's been told specifically, don't run on your Achilles. So he's taken that advice, and he's limited himself to five minutes of running a day. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a partially torn Achilles, and I've had it all my life with like, well, ever mm. since I was 17, really. And I made a breakthrough with running, and then I don't know, draw it's a bit like yourself, Aaron. It literally, you go from no injuries, your career's looking like it's going to take off, and then yeah. one injury comes, and another one, and another one, and you think. You don't have a full season. I think in all my years of running, I've had, I have 15 years, I've had three full seasons. Yeah. Three full seasons of way. You you, you figure out a way to sort of manage your body, don't you? Um, As you you get older. When you're younger, you you just think you're you're fitting healthy. And uh, that's the thing. When the pain goes, that's not the end of the injury. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you think, you know what, I can come back and you push yourself and then all of a sudden something just creeks in from someone. You go, oh, oh, I don't feel too bad. Oh, it should be fine. And then... I've I've never had that issue. And you're so eager to just get back to to where you left off. That's the thing. You want to get back to where you were straight away. So, um, yeah, it took me a few years. Where you were. That's the worst thing ever because you look at where you were and you look at where you are and then you look at where you are now. And they yeah. go, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, John, did this? Um, did the injury impact you at all this weekend when you were taking the stewards on one on one at Wembley, or was the Achilles not really bothering you at that point? I'll be honest. True, it might have been numbed by a few factors. Um, one of those might be include including um, Star of Praman, which I will say was a, is a very nice ale, and it could have, and it could also be involved with Bobby Madley. Um, just a just a rush of blood just kind of numbed the entire body, really. Did that help with the VAR call over the weekend for Newport, or did it not too much? No, it didn't actually. I woke up on the Tuesday feeling absolutely terrible from my head to my toe, from everything. My clothes are hurting. It was it was just horrible. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll go into it because I feel it needs to be said. Go on. Um, at Wembley, I'm just saying how the Morecambe fans are all congregating. They've all got their tops off. There's no social distancing. They're back in 2019 as if nothing's ever happened. Fast forward to the other side of the ground. We're in 2021. Um, Wales flags are being taken down. You're not allowed to sit next to each other, even though you live in the same household. You've got to have your ace. It was pathetic. And the icing on the cake was when that thing was awarded to the shrimps. How was how is a penalty? I don't know. And then, yeah, just fans, well, not fans, our stewards are trying to move, move you on, let's say. And mm-hmm. luckily, some boys decided to all club round and tell the stewards where to go when you're kicking a seat going, oh, God, it's so comfy here. I just can't wait to go home. Yeah. Right, I'm going to go into it now. VAR, I'm sorry, I'm going off on it. VAR, it's a, it's an absolute crock. Right, one, why have you not got it for a playoff final where we should have had a penalty? He got double-fisted in the head. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to go out and do that in front of a policeman, and I'm going to see if the policeman goes to VAR to double-check if I need to get carded or taken down for GBH. Second of all, a foul outside the box doesn't constitute to a penalty. Therefore, VAR could actually check it. Then, why have we got VAR at a Wales game? A Wales friendly. And you get sent off for just putting your arms up there. So, you don't get sent off for punching someone in the head. As long as it's two fists, remember, kids. So, (laughs) double fist someone in the head and you're fine. If you put your arms up because you're near the goalpost and the ball's coming in quite fast, you're off. So, if you're playing at grassroots level, remember... 
Punch in the face, double fist. Okay. <laughs> Don't handball it. It's frowned upon. Oh, that Sorry. was so much better than I thought you were going to do. Thank you. That it was, was good. It that was, was good. Passionate at that as well. Yeah. Oh, well, so I suppose God. that takes us seamlessly then from uh, Newport's misfortune uh, in the uh, playoff final uh, to uh, Wales' misfortune then against France uh, last night. Aaron, did you watch the game last night? Yeah, I did. I, was, I pretty much did off after that VR decision. I, I watched the first half, but um, I, I just thought it's it just that, that, like it's just that decision making there. Just, just if you rich, you've done it, um, uh, and a game that perhaps didn't need to be there. And we all know it's just a friendly. It just sort of killed the game. It's going to be a tough game anyway. Um, but that, that killed the game. I felt so sorry for the young lad. Uh, he's done really well, I thought as well, and. Um, Give a penalty, but but don't send him off. I just thought it was uh, it killed it a little bit um, and sort of took away anything that we was gonna get out of the game. But you could take so so much from it. But obviously, when the man sent off against a, a top top team as well, uh, you realistically know you're gonna be on the back foot, and the lads that probably want to prove a point probably couldn't stamp their authority on the game. So it kind of killed it from a you know poor decision in my in in, in my opinion. I think DJ said it really well afterwards because he was like, the ref literally went over to the screen, looked at it for 10 minutes, still couldn't decide, then somehow came back and was like, oh, yeah, clear and obvious error. Now you get a red card. Don't yeah, understand I think that's how the frustrating thing. He was watching it on the TV and it probably still couldn't decide now. And the ref watched it 10 times. It comes up with, you know, double punishment, really. Yeah. It, no one yeah. learns. No one learns from that decision. It's a friendly. The French team don't learn, and we don't learn. It's. I, I can't believe how those decisions are allowed. It's, it's absolutely pathetic how yeah. that can be justified. How are these people refing? I'm sorry, but refs get away with murder. You can't call them out. You can't um, criticise them for doing a job poorly. But if you do, that's it. You get a fine. They're untouchable. That's why. Yeah. That's why we got so many crap refs in it. Sorry, I'm getting a bit angry now. It's flashing back. No, I was. I was actually just thinking. I was thinking how many referees have been jailed for murder. And do you know what? It's not as many as you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should be jailed for other things. I not embarrassing that the full official actually apologised to Paige at half time. I don't think that is embarrassing. I think that's actually a really big thing to do, Chopper. I think at least somebody. I agree. Stood up yeah. and, uh, and actually uh, owned it. Um, Apparently, the French players too. The French players were saying that it wasn't. Yes. It wasn't. Don't send them off. And the, I'm sure they don't want to play against ten men either. They're about to go and play some really tough teams. The last thing they want yep. to do to prep for that is, oh, let's play against ten men. That yeah. sucks. That's not preparation yeah. at all. That's just, yeah, because it goes, all, the, all that happens then is like training ground, attack, and defense, isn't it? That's all you're left with. So, yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's so bad. But yeah, I mean, like, I, what's the worst thing is that in the future. Wales are getting an apology off the referees association or whatever it is, but it's too late. Do your job properly, and you don't need to write a, a apology. That's not even worth the papers written on. Yeah, Alan Roberts has agree, agrees with you on Sarah Proman, though. Um, so you know that's uh, it, it is a great drink. Um, I can't believe Wales lost last night, says uh, Kieran Kiley. Well, I, I I can believe they they yeah, lost. Francis. Yeah, yeah. Francis probably. Well, I, I can't. I can't believe that you can't believe that Wales lost. 
Jay Mervin says, when did Wales last save a penalty? I remember Denmark missing a penalty against Wales in 1987 when they scored it, but I can't remember Wales ever saving a penalty. And there are many, many people who are very, very big. Danny Ward, so Danny Ward earned his spot, guys. Great yeah. to see a local lad doing well. Uh, nice penalty save. That was lot. amazing, that penalty save. I didn't expect it. Also, it means, that, it means that Benzema's now, he's missed three times from that spot. That sucks. Uh, it's unbelievable. He's been out of international football for five or five six years, years. comes straight back in taking penalties. Yeah. So, uh, Danny Ward's just kind of. That French squad. On the uh, naming of baby Morgan, uh, Keith Morgan all day. Um, Red Wall News. This evening, folks, buzzing after the other night. Uh, interesting fact I chose the name Ethan for my baby boy because of Ampadu. It would have been better oh. had you chosen Ampadu. That would have been a lot better. Uh, John Rexham want Mike Flynn as next manager. Clearly moving up in the world. Uh, I can't see really going through, <laughs> but will be quite a statement if it happens. There we are. Uh, well said, John, uh, says James Evans when you went on your VAR rant. Uh, and James says, uh, Ref just wanted to make a name for himself. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, goal scoring opportunity, but these guys are about to officiate at the finals. So we didn't have a choice. Says Pascal Neal, who's trying to provi uh, uh, provide us with the other, uh, other side. Pascal, I appreciate what you're saying. But no. No. Uh, could the French have withdrawn one of their players if they wanted to? Well, I suppose technically. Oh, well, technically. Um, but, you know, they're Very just... Very kind of them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we award failure and refereeing, apart from the amazing referee in the Europa final. Says um, Albert Roberts. I don't understand Sailor Oof. Because Sailor V is like, that's life. And it's like Sailor yeah. Oof. This wasn't very good. Um, it's not one of my best ones. But I tried to make one about Danny Ward, but um, kind of worked almost. Did it? I, Danny the Warden. Just, yeah. just anything that's got the word ward in it? Yeah, essentially. I looked up words that had the word ward in it. It's like a bit of a... Can I just share this, please? Oh, no. <laughs> I was really distraught on the weekend about Swansea, y'all. It was bad. It was, it was very oh. bad. Al saved me from like an actual depression because I think I was gonna if I if Al hadn't been around I probably just would have sat there like and just moaned all night. Yeah, I just want to I just want to watch that again because it does you actually do <laughs> see the moments a heart actually breaks it's really bad. Uh, Here we go and bang. Here we go. You can really um, see the anguish too. My brother, I sent it to my brother and he just kind of like kept zooming in. He was like, "Yeah, I can yeah. see." Can see the yeah. despair. It was, it was, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. The, the only thing that was worse about the result was um, the commentary that we had to endure. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I did. We didn't actually know what was going on on the pitch for about no twenty-five clue. minutes. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just like one cliche after another. It was really, really bad commentary. Anyway, right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, Swansea didn't go up. Uh, Newport didn't go up. Wrexham didn't go up. I mean, you know. Wales sucks. Wales. No, no, this this is just setting it up for Wales for the summer. They're just going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, We're going to win the Euros. We're going to win I'm, it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, liking, I'm liking the positivity on that uh, side of the screen. What we could do is some sort of, I don't know, banner that says stay positive or something like that. That's what if only do, I thought about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, look at that. There we so go. Plus points then, plus points from the game. Then, Aaron, positives that we can, any positives that we can actually take out of the France game? Uh, I only watched the first half, but I thought we um, 
I thought he started well. I really like uh, Dan James. I think he'll be um, a massive outlet. I think the pace just terrifies people. Um, and I think, again, against a, a top, top team, we show, you know, fierce solidarity at times. Bit fairly solid and defensive shape was, was good. But uh, I think um, going into the Euros, I think with Dan James, I think there's a massive outlet there. Um, I wouldn't want to play against him. I know people would be terrified of his pace. And I think... Um, Show that shape, um, you know. Obviously, with, with Gareth and, and Aaron Ramsey and, and Kiefer as well. I think going forward, um, I, th- I think we'll be very strong. Uh, have no fear, and I, I really think we'll we'll do okay. You know, DJ played really well last night. I liked when um, Nico would like kick, would just kind of loft the ball up over to him, and you kept thinking, "There's no way DJ's going to get to it." Like the defenders got that, and somehow DJ still got to that ball faster than the defender. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, I think early on in the game, he got him behind and um, had the shot that Larice uh, pushed out. And I think Joe Allen just came in a little bit late. But he, just in instances like that, he, he can just turn, you know, being in a solid shape to in on goal in seconds. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just no one else can catch up with him. Um, but he's, um, he's brilliant. Yeah, he, has, brilliant. he gets there, then he has to, he has to wait. Yeah. That yeah. Is. Well, Joe Allen was literally half, half a second behind putting that putting that ball in the back of the net, wouldn't he? Oh, Joe um, Allen's back. Ampersand. Joe Allen's back. There's another one. Oh, can we just say how wonderful that midfield looks with Allen and Ampadu? Like, it's a machine, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's almost as if Ampadu nice. should be a midfielder. I know. Whoever thought of that idea? Not at centre-back. God, genius these football managers are. Yeah. I wonder where they get their knowledge from. Probably from shows like this. I, I bet you it is. I bet Rob Page is a big fan. He sat here going, right, Lawrence, <laughs> Alex doesn't like you, so you're going to have to get injured. So there you go. There's your ticket. Go to the doctors. You're out. Can I just throw that out? It's not that I don't like James Lawrence. You do. I just don't... I just see that there are other people ahead of him in the team. Or a positive way, if we're staying on the positive thinking, yeah. I like James Lawrence... I yeah. also like so-and-so better. Tom Lockyer. Yeah. Yeah, so you're saying you like someone, but you're yeah, saying I like, I like someone yeah. better. Yes. I mean, it's not that I don't like, I don't dislike James Lawrence. I'm, I'm sure he's absolutely charming, and I'm sure you know, he's a very, very good footballer. I do have a slight concern about, right, so bear in mind, he's been playing in second division uh, Bundesliga, right? So, I mean... <laughs> Bear in mind, like, the, the FAW, we're not exactly blessed with a global talent pool of scouts to keep an eye on these things, right? Mm-hmm. Who's to say he wasn't just saying to the coach who's sending back a report, I'll give you 50 euro and a star of prominence, just say, he's doing amazing. I think because there's TV and, and you can crazy. watch the games, but... Really? How many, how many, how many, tune into that? How many like, second how division two? Bundesliga games have you... I mean, Fez, you watch a lot of games, but I'm willing to bet you haven't yet plundered the depths of the German second division. <laughs> St. Pauli's cool. St. Pauli's a cool, it's a really cool club. I really like them. They're the, the whole skull and crossbones and what they stand for is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I've oh, never actually watched a game though. I just watched a YouTube video one time. You Aaron, you're, you're a football agent, but your job is to find the sort of the next talent, the little gems here and there. Covered German uh, uh, lower league football much? No, I've not covered much of the German league, but there is good players out there. I know that. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't have an in, in to them, so I'd probably be wasting my time there. <laughs> uh, right. uh, James Evans says, uh, has Alex changed his mind about Ward now? What, in the what? He's going to spend his entire tournament sat on the bench? No. 
Um, no, okay, wait, hold. That's like actually a lot of people are calling for Danny Ward to be the starting keeper. They're wanting him to be the starting keeper. So does this experience? I think Hennessy's got something about him. Hennessy can do something incredible. Does Walton do something good? I think that's the difference between us going to the semis and the final, and then maybe getting to maybe like the knockout stages. Yeah. I trust Hennessy to walk off the 18th green, still in his plus fours at his golf club, and still do it for Wales. I have no clue what that means, but I agree. <laughs> that sounds so well put. It just sounds brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Robert says Wales lost 3 0 against Sweden before the 2016 Euros, and we all know how that ended. It's a plan. It's in their mm-hmm. heads. We lose 3 0, and we'll go and win it this time. Ramsey, don't get carded. It says it's all part of the master plan. See? Joe Morrell, arguably best game for Wales, says Rob Edwards. Mm. One positive, Robert played, didn't get injured. Actually, we didn't have any injuries. I think England had two in theirs, and they're friendly. Two two players got hurt, and we didn't get a single injury from ours. And we were one man down. That's pretty incredible, not getting any injuries despite being a man down. But there is there is Albania to come. So who's in your Albania starting lineup? Aaron, who who, who would you like to see um, line up against Albania then on Saturday? I don't really know what um, the gaffers thinking will be on that game, to be honest. Um, I don't know who's fit and who's picked up the details. What, what, what would you do? I'm not, I'm not asking you to, to uh, sort uh, of like, um, you know, link with uh, Rob Page's uh, uh, mindset at this stage. What, what, if you're you're the, big, the big dog in charge. What are you going for? Uh, I'd get as many players playing that you're, you're thinking of starting in the first game of the Euros. Um, but again, look, I don't know exactly everyone's fitness and where they are in games time, etc. cetera, minutes, because uh, the amount of science that, is, that goes into these games at the minute is um, it's warrant and, and fully needed. But I'd, yeah, I'd want to go in towards sort of high. I'd try and play sort of all the big hitters if, if they're ready, um, get them a bit of confidence and, and cohesion together going into, into the Switzerland game. I think that's what Paige was saying in some of the press conferences, that he was just trying to make sure everyone got fit and got game time, the ones that needed minutes, which is why I was a little confused that Ethan wasn't on the pitch because we talked to Ethan last week and he said he was perfectly fine, completely healthy and was ready to play. And yet he wasn't on the pitch. So I imagine Ethan's got to play on Saturday because there's no way they're just going to toss him in to the years without getting any sort of minutes ahead. Of. Um, but I'd like to see Kiefer more start. I thought Kiefer, like we were, I thought we were really, really great with Kiefer on the pitch. Um, I want to see him actually start a game. I wouldn't be surprised if he puts maybe 80% of his first team for the Switzerland game, puts them as the starting lineup um, up until the first 50 minutes, or maybe even um, just after half time, and then start bleeding in just some of the youngsters just to get them game time because they need to be fresh going into the game. Because um, you, you do kind of want your team to gel before that game. If you are going to be doing something a little bit different, you do want something to resemble that first game. It's almost like a rust, bur- rust burner. Get all the mistakes, get all the rust off you, get all the dust coming off you, ready for the first game. You're all fit, ready to go, rather than just turn up to the first game and that's your, your rust burner. Yeah, that's why I think I want Kiefer to start so they can see like how him, Bale, DJ, because I think DJ and Kiefer will, will link really, really well together, but you can't just hope that that happens. They do need it. To- Play at least one mm. game together and see how they can they can push. Yeah, I think they look really exciting. You know them as a as a front two, front two and, and Gareth in and around it as well. I think Kiefer will be such a handful for for foreign defenders. You know he's, he's so unique. 
Um, they won't be looking forward to that. If you can get players around him, he'll be a massive asset, I think. And he can also score and be massive. And he, uh, can. On set he can plays. also score. Uh, Cole Will says uh, Alad Roberts then bring on Switzerland says uh, Pascal Neal and Cabango and Lockyer says Alad Roberts John yeah Ruben Morgan oh I like that I actually oh, do like I really like that right I need a pen and paper I'll forget <laughs> don't think you forget that will you We'll remember for honestly, you. you haven't been inside my head. Yeah, I was going to say, Aaron, you you obviously <laughs> no, have, you, you obviously haven't watched the show it. before. Double <laughs> uh, Charles is back. He says, agree with Aaron. Play uh, that. What would be sorry, eleven? Hennessy, R and D, Ben Davis, Roden, Roberts. Love the look at that back four, actually. Chopper, Alan, Ampadu, James, Rambo, Bale, Moore. R and D, great show. Good, I'd like I'd like there. to see R and D start too because we really haven't. Mm. I watched him a lot for Luton this year. Uh, start of the season, he was absolutely outstanding. Oh, he I really, I'm really like he could yeah, be exactly. really positive for the team. I mean, God forbid we get any injuries. If we got somebody to to pop in for us, he's got so much. Just it's his impact as well. He's got quite a bit of presence about him. He doesn't shy about. He's quick too. He's in, he's insanely quick, and he's great at sending crosses in. But I, when I was talking to some of the people about him, like he's more defensive minded than he is actually attack minded. Like he prefers being defense, and then they've sort of pushed him this year to be more attack. And it turns out he's actually really fantastic at it. So I think any sort of argument saying, "Oh no, he's too attack minded," like he's going to get in left behind or whatever, I don't think that's true. I think he's done really, really well defensively. So I would I'd love to see him play, and with Roden and Ben as your two center backs, like that's very, very strong. Rob says, can't see Kiefer starting versus Smith. There's all talk about false number nine and no deputy for Kiefer in the squad. Rob, right, Aaron, you have played football for a very long time. You have many, many games under your belt. You manage footballers. Do you actually know, actually know what a false nine is? Uh, well, no, no, you see? No, he doesn't. No, I'm not going to explain it. It's God, true. Done it. Rob paid, Rob paid used the word about four times in his last press conference. Like he kept saying, oh, false nines, like Aaron Ramsey. But then he threw Aaron, Harry Wilson in there too. And Harry Wilson and Aaron Ramsey are not, like, I just, no. I didn't quite understand it. But he kept. I got, he kept, into, a, I got into a Twitter argument on Sunday, uh, on Sunday evening um, by a gentleman who insisted that uh, false nine was a thing. And I just said, Look, it's not a thing, it's a fallacy. It's, it's you know, it's. It's something that dads have said to their kids over the years to make it sound like they know what they're talking about when they're talking about football. And he went, if false nine isn't a thing, I doubt the very existence of the entire Iberian Peninsula. Iberian? That's Spain and Portugal to you, John. <laughs> Why is he using that word for? Why didn't you say Portugal? I date him now because he's, he's using words like that. Because he wants to sound clever, so he uses Iberian oh, Peninsula. Oh, do you know what? He's one of those people that's just busy, 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 isn't he? God, I hate yeah. people like that. Jamie Shipp says, for me, a false nine is a striker that drops into uh, uh, attacking midfield the centre when we haven't got the ball. Uh, isn't, that just, isn't that just kind of like a like a striker that just does something different? Like, not yeah, every striker is made the same? That's a striker. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a man doubting the uh, the very existence of the Iberian Peninsula, and uh, it was it was uh, was it last week or week four when somebody insisted that it started in Holland? You see, well, well, false says, the Iberian Peninsula sounds like Tyler. I thought that was, I thought that was very harsh, Rob. 
Very harsh. Tyler is a nice guy. Yeah, I'm just going. Yeah, quite. Like Bobby, we just took him false. <laughs> we've turned false nine into an insult. <laughs> Great player, but you're just a false nine. Such a false what does nine. What that mean? Just, God, yeah, what a bloody false nine. Oh man. That is fantastic. <laughs> um, well, is anyone going to the Albania game? Like how, I honestly, I don't know anything about Albania. I'll be honest. The only thing I know about Albania is that the last time we played, Dave Brooks got headbutted in that game. Um, but somehow there was no red card for that. So again, John, your your logic stands. If you use two See? hands and you punch someone, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, I, know, I honestly don't know anything else about him. The only thing I remember about Albania, Albania last time out was that many people wore very strange-looking hats in the crowd. And that was actually, was, I was live-tweeting the game for Worlds Football fans, and that was the only thing I talked about for a good 40 minutes. And what are these hats? I've got to find them, actually. I need to find these Please hats because they were, they were amazing. Um, and what was the other thing? Uh, I had a star-shaped pizza. Ooh, that's the only thing I remember. I know Albanians are famous for their car radios. I mean, Dalboy bought mm. one for the Johnny Boys outing, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> there are lots of um, there are lots of English cars in Albania. I know that much. A lot of British cars. They've got a, a reddish flag with a green symbol on it, haven't they? Eagle. Ah, it's an eagle. I thought I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a funny shape. Two headed, a two headed eagle, in fact. Which is why when um, what's his name, what's his name, when they do that, they get into trouble with um, uh. UEFA. Well, that well, is that like a nasty symbol? Oh, I've done it. Well, no, because you can do that as we've clearly already said, but you can't do that. Yeah, but that's really out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So what, what does what does that mean then? I don't have no idea. Right, I'm gonna. I'm 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 googling Albania. <laughs> somebody somebody fill for me while we. Uh, if somebody can find out what that means, like why is it offensive in Albania? I'd be interested to know. I mean, like every day's a school day. Well, there we are. You can do that at a game. Yeah. Well, Megan, you mentioned David Brooks. I forgot to mention him. He's one I'd love to see play the weekend. I think um, if we get him fit and firing, he's um, he, he can flip a game on his head easily. Yeah. Oh. I really, I really love Di Brooks. I love the like when watching Bournemouth play Brentford. What was it in the semis? And the way that the fans got so excited just by him touching the ball. Like any other player could have touched and kicked and done whatever. Fans kind of hooped and hollered. The moment Di Brooks just touched it, everyone went wild because it's like you know something magical is about yeah. to happen. So He's yeah, so even when the ball and just glides past people, don't he? he, he yeah, he'd be great for us. Yeah, so I, I think surprise yeah. teams again. We'll do the same thing as we did in the previous year, but it was in a different way. Whereas before we were great at absorbing and then counterattacking. I wouldn't be surprised if this time we'll have a tournament where we're on the front foot, where the ones dictating the teams and uh, putting think, that pressure on them. I think also our attack has so many different options that they can do. So you might start with three, but by the 60 minute mark, you could put in three more and they're going to do three completely different things. So even last night, like I know we're 10 men down, France are pulling off. They're already three. I think they're two nil up at that point, but like still Kiefer Moore coming on completely changed the game to just sort of change it in a different way. Now they're having to deal with mm -hmm. a totally new threat. So I think if you're doing that with 11 men on the pitch, you change the game that way. Like you start to just change the attack and the way we're going at it. I think with so many midfielders and those options, that's kind of the only way you can look at it. Oh, uh, what are so, we doing? We found the hats, I'm assuming. <laughs> wow. What? Honestly, the hats. Looks 
and you get slippers as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So people were just I mean, wearing these. But are those shoes on the bottom of those hats? Yes, yes, there are shoes as well. I didn't notice the shoes. I was all about the hats. I don't know how to describe it. They look like they're just going in as like pencils. You know, like that the white rubber on the top of a pencil. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, they just look denigrating some they, sort of Are like... they comfortable? They don't look comfortable at all. They look hilarious. I mean, well, just... I mean, as I said, you know, I tweeted about them for 40 minutes because the game really wasn't worth tweeting about at all. Um, I don't think we missed anything other than. Uh, you know, Chris Gunter uh, going over to the fans uh, and doing what he does at the end there. So, you know, it's just, yeah, it's... Anyway. <clears throat> oh, wait, speaking of Chris Gunter, are we going to see him at all in the Euros or is that sort of just like he's going to play Albania and then... Nah, he's he'll, he'll, def he'll definitely play against Albania. I think you have fans in there. He's got 100 caps. We haven't seen him. He's definitely going to play. There's, there's no way Chris Gunter doesn't play. I just feel there's going to have to be a series of unfortunate events for Chris Gunter to get onto the pitch. For Albania or for... Yeah. For anything more than Albania. Yeah, I kind of agree with I'm, you on I'm, that. I'm, I'm sorry to say. Unless he's suddenly reborn as another centre-back, um, which I know he can do, but, you know, that's not... Or a midfielder. Maybe like there's like he slots in alongside Ethan Ampadu or something because Joe gives Joel an arrest or something. Maybe something like that. But I just feel that's you know you're asking, yeah, you're asking a lot to happen for the answer to be Chris Gunter at this stage. Which I feel very sad saying, but it just shows that there is you know, there is really good quality players ahead of him. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to see him again. Yeah. I think probably overnight. First half watch, but well. He's still got some in there. He's still got that experience in his locker. Yeah. He saved Joe course? on one occasion last night. There was a case, I think um Mbappe kind of, you know, well, he's breaking everyone's ankles, but at one point he ended up breaking Joe's ankles. I think it was Chris who came around and made sure that nothing actually happened from it. Yeah, I did see about Talksport did something about Mbappe um today or yesterday about it. So you know, commentator was absolutely going mental and Mbappe's diving. I don't know if anybody's seen that, him running into Roden and Bappy going, hee, falling over. Oh, me hurt, I Yeah, just, I just thought it was hilarious. Oh, now, where's VAR for that? Where's VAR for that? <laughs> if you're going to use it, use it properly. If you're diving, card them. If you send them off, they'll stop diving. But they haven't got the cojones to do that because they're big names. <laughs> Nathan Black and Radio World's big concern is that we've only got three recognised strikers, but ten midfielders in the squad, says James Evans. Is that a concern for you, Aaron? No, we've got a lot of false nines, haven't we? So we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't think that's, that's, that's an issue. Not many um, clubs or countries play, play with two up top today, and I think um, we've got so much flexibility with our forward players. Um, there's plenty of options there, and... and you're right. Yeah. They're, they're all fairly different, you know. The attacking players that we've got, they've all got different skill sets. So I think, um, you know, it's just, you know, whatever the gaffer chooses to go with, he's got plenty of options to change at any time as well. Is Chris Gunter a false nine? One of those midfielders is swap. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe Chris Gunter is the false nine. Because I'd <laughs> never believe it if he was there. Gunter's good player anyway. Gunter's good player anyway. He's, he's different gear. I played with Gunter, so I, I know how good he is. Uh, Alan Roberts says, apart from the game, the country, the food was amazing, says uh, Alan Roberts. I'm assuming you're talking about Albania there, Alan, and you're absolutely right. Uh, 
Uh, right. Uh, oh, uh, hi guys, Caris here. Uh, what are your thoughts on Bale wearing the rainbow captaincy band? Oh, I thought that was a good touch last night. I saw that. I really liked it. That was good. I liked it a lot. Um, I don't know if anyone else had an opinion. Yeah, that's a little yeah. touch. Uh, so we get annoyed by the uh, the two hand symbol by the uh, Albanians. Yeah, political, uh, uh, ethnic, something like that. Uh, what else have we got? Alex, don't you remember a certain person telling you how they got back from Brentford to Bristol via the M3 when you saw us in the bar before the game? I had actually forgotten about that, Chopper. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a riveting tale. Um, wow. Yeah. Somehow managed to push that to the back of my mind. Kieran <laughs> <sighs> Kyler says, slippers. Pascal Nielsen, really? so happy that uh, Ramsey had a run out. I love it with Kieran Kyle. Just, Kieran Kyle just goes abstract. Uh, Gunter would be a waste of a substitution versus uh, Albania. No offence. Or is that no offence? No offence. Albania took a liking to the Wales bucket hat that I had on. Uh, says, uh, did you swap it for an, an, an authentic Albanian hat, Alex? Yeah, and Brendan Johnson should have been hat. selected with 13 goals this season. Was Brendan unlucky to, to miss out in your view, Aaron? Uh, well, I've watched a lot of him uh, this year at Lincoln, and, and I know him fairly because I live in Nottingham, so I've, I've watched him for years. So, fairly biased opinion on Brennan. I think he, he's top drawer and will have a very, very good career. Uh, I don't know with the attacking options we've got, be difficult. Uh, might not have game time, but he's going to have a, a massive future, I think, you know, in club football and Welsh football. I hope so. I sincerely hope so. Uh, then. To Albania, the John, are you going to the Albania game? Yes, I am. I'll be there with my bucket hat, with my flag, well and all sorts well of everything. Done. I messed her up. Have you undertaken I'm your many, test. many, uh, many, many uh, uh, tests? Yeah, I've sent my one off today. So, yeah. posted that off. Um, yeah. Cracking job. Well done at the NHS. And then, do you know what? It's brilliant. The second pack. Is it the PCR tests or the other tests? Whatever the latter is the. Yeah, you get like eight of them in a pack. So I had one today just to give it a go. And yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Pass that one. But I've got like seven more now. So I'm going to save one for tomorrow to do for the game. And then I'm going to use the other six, just different parts of my body, and just see what comes up. <laughs> Why not? I mean, every day, every day is a school day. You might as well be giving it to you. They want to find out where this virus is coming from. Could be coming from my ass. Who knows? So you got you got to try these things. That's science. I'm helping advance the world of science. So could be the year, could be the anywhere. Was this the kind Just of curiosity that you showed in school? Because I'm sure your teachers really, really valued yes. you. Is this a sort of, exp uh, of experimentation and uh, inspirational thinking that got you a new job? Um, no, I will say Mickey Dimitro and Sophie Engel probably got me that new job thanks to their interest. So you two guys, fantastic. The kids loved it for that interview. And, um, yeah, this kind of thinking is on a deeper level. So I think this is probably more secondary <laughs> school. I'll, I'll just keep it primary for tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And given that it is half term, is it fair to say that not every day is a school day? Mm. Yeah, you see? Mm. Yeah. You still have to do a little bit of work. But I am going to be honest. Yeah, it's not a yeah. school day today. Not today. Yeah. The guy didn't have an authentic Welsh Albanian hat. I'm so sorry for, to hear that, Albert. Oh, that's a bit rubbish. Poor Albanian. 
Anyway, look out for them. Faza, because you're going on uh, on uh, Saturday, aren't you? Look out for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you can't, because they're, 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 they're not good. The Albanians can Yeah. Do you reckon they might be some local? <laughs> There's got to be. There's got to be a local There's... Albanian. There's got to be. Like Can the one, the one person just kind of sitting alone in the little, little Albania yeah. section. Yeah, just, just like, like, yeah, because that's our whole, whole Albanians talk. Yes, John, that's it's, uh, <laughs> it's just. Um... <sighs> I think yeah. it's a good place to end this. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't think it's a good place to end it. It just, we just, just end it. <laughs> just end it. Uh, right then, uh, welshfootballfans.com is the place to go if you want to find out about football that is of a Welsh footballing nature and you're a fan of that. On the website this week, you will find Megan Ferringer. Um, you will find an article written today about the France game last night, which I somehow turned into a metaphor about the Titanic. And it was, it's pretty good. I came up with it last night over a beer and I was like, that's class. Um, she, she sent it to me and I did actually go... That's that's pretty good. It's worth yeah. it just for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there are there's going to be a piece this weekend, um, kind of reminiscing about the Belgium game that um, our writer Reese is going to put you through. And then, um, yeah, there'll be a piece about the game on Saturday against Albania. So, yeah, excellent. Lots of fun stuff excellent. on there. Uh, and you can of course follow us on uh, socials as well. We are at Welsh Football underscore on Twitter and Insta, and we of course well Welsh Football fans on uh, Facebook. Aaron, it's been an absolute pleasure and a joy, sir. Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, thanks for having us, chaps and, and ladies, ha- ladies and chaps. Sorry. Have you have you got any uh, other than obviously Wales? Any interest at the uh, the Euros for you? Any players that you're sort of uh, I don't know keeping an eye on, rooting for? Adding an extra zero on the contract just in case you're not one of I just try, I try and keep an eye out on players that, are, that I've played with um, yeah. against. But look, I've lived in England for uh, 20, 20 years, so I, I do look out for their results, to be fair. Um, just so I think it's good for football, you know, in the UK. So I'll keep an eye out on them. But um, no, I can't wait for, to, to get and watch the Wales games and drag a few people out and, and, and watch them with me up here. Awesome, awesome. Uh, John Morgan. Oh, uh, Fesser, can we get a final, uh, a final score on the uh, the survey for um, Baby Morgan, please? Ramsey Kiefermore <laughs> won by sixty three percent. So wow, yeah, that's a landslide. Yeah, I do like but that. Did, we didn't, we didn't offer Ruben up, so we didn't, we didn't. Next we didn't. week, we'll we'll make that. We'll make that. We need like some sort of um, like knockout competition playoff, like baby names. <laughs> They'll be like you know like. And that was it guys I hope you enjoyed that And make sure you support us on all our podcast platforms And also a big thank you to Aaron Davis For coming on the show as well To talk about the Euros France, Albania, etc. And also congratulations to John Morgan as he's going to be a father. It's just so much exciting news all around. But that's all we got time for, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you all for tuning in to Wales Watch. So I hope you all take care and we'll see you all very soon into the Euros.